From interviews and investing to careers and credit, we've got you covered. WalletWatch is a podcast brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. We'll be interviewing industry experts, sharing personal stories, and even playing some fun games, delivering financial topics in an enjoyable and interesting way. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica. And I'm Amanda. We're so glad you're here. Hello, Wallet Watch listeners. It's me, Amanda, and me, Jessica. We are back creating another episode of Wallet Watch, and we are going to talk about a really important topic today that a lot of people don't often think about. And we are going to talk about retirement. We're going to talk about what are the different types of retirement accounts available and share some information about what you can do to start thinking and planning for your retirement. Before we jump in though, Jess, I want to share a couple statistics that I found at annuity.org. They say that in 2021, only 56% of workers were enrolled in a workplace retirement plan. That's scary. So that means only 56% of our workforce is invested in their retirement. Yes, it is pretty shocking. The other one that I wanted to share was that 48% of workers believe they don't make enough money to save for retirement. Wow, 48% is also shocking. But I feel like, Amanda, that speaks to why we do what we do in our position as financial educators. And that means that we have our work cut out for us to get out into the community and educate our youth about the importance of putting an emphasis on saving for their retirement, even if it is a small amount, because our future generations what they're going to have to retire on is what they save during the time that they are working in the workforce. Yes, 100%. So I'm really interested to talk about this topic today because it is one of those things that is a really big part of creating our financial foundation. let's jump into today's topic. We're going to be talking about understanding retirement today. And I think that is a very valuable topic that is super relatable to our theme this year is building your financial foundation. And I think part of having a strong financial foundation is setting yourself up for the future. And that's retirement and retirement savings. We're going to do this interview today a little bit differently. We're going to We're going to ask Amanda a lot of questions today. She's going to be our understanding retirement pro. Does that sound good to you, Amanda? Sounds great. I'm ready. Awesome. So first, I'd like to kind of dive in and give our listeners an understanding, because maybe what if they don't know? What does retirement savings mean? What does it look like? Yeah. So often retirement savings is tied to your employment, but there's also retirement saving options that you can do individually on your own. 
And I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that many individuals start thinking about planning for their retirement, you know, after they've graduated from college or a trade program and they begin that first career or maybe even a few years into their career. But one of the advantages of thinking about it earlier, say when you graduate high school or you turn 18, is that you will be able to have more time to increase compound interest in these different retirement accounts will increase the value of your retirement saving versus if you started later, say when you're 25 or 30. Okay, very good. So a couple of things I want to touch on there is what if our listeners don't know what compound interest is? What is one way we could break that down pretty quickly? Yeah, so compound interest is really a magic financial tool. And in retirement accounts, what happens is there's money deposited or contributed. So say you put $1,000 in for a year, you're going to earn interest or dividends at the end of that year for that amount. And then the next year you put in another thousand. So then you're gonna earn the next year, the interest off of the thousand you put in the first year, the thousand you put in the second year and the interest or dividends that was put into your account from the financial institution or the company that's holding that money. So you're earning interest off of what you contribute and the interest that is given and accrued in these accounts. and. The interest is gonna be different depending on what type of account. It might be monthly interest given, quarterly or yearly. They're all a little bit different. Okay, so compound interest kind of sounds like a cha-ching in our retirement wallet. Yes, I mean, if you start contributing at the age of 18 and then you retire at 60 or 62, that's a longer amount of time for that interest to accrue and compound versus if you were to start contributing regularly at the age of 25, that's less amount of time that you have to have that compound. Okay, sure. That makes a lot of sense. So when we look at retirement, we know there's a lot of different options out there. Pensions, 401ks, IRAs. A lot of that lingo seems like a lot of jargon, right? A lot of people tend to not understand those things. So What I was thinking is we could take a moment to kind of break down each one of these and talk through what they are and what the benefit is. So I think if we start with one of the most popular ones, that's definitely going to be our 401k. That is going to be a retirement savings that is most of the time offered to us through an employer. So Amanda, can you give us some insight on what the benefits are of a 401k? Absolutely. So a 401k is a type of investment account tied to retirement. There's two different styles of a 401k. So you have a traditional and a Roth, and I'll explain that in just a moment too. But the really awesome thing about a 401k is most employers will do some kind of match program. So you get to designate, you know, with your HR department or, you know, when you do your yearly benefit enrollment, you get to determine how much money is withheld from your income to go into your 401k. And then some employers will match the amount that you're putting in at a certain percentage or a certain amount. So it could be like a two to one match where if you put in 50 bucks, they're going to match it times two and put in a hundred bucks each month. So it's automatically taken out of your paycheck and then the money goes to an investment account that's usually a company outside of your 
employer who then takes the money and puts it into different investing pools. And they're a little bit different. So some 401k companies, they will do all of the investment for you. You can meet with them and talk about your goals for retirement, maybe how much money you're planning to have to live off of. And then some uh, 401k companies, you get to be a little bit more hands-on. You can actually see the stocks and the mutual funds that your money is going into and have a little bit more control of where those funds are going. Cool thing too about a 401k is in some cases you can borrow money from it. So say you want to buy a house and you're thinking about getting down payment and you don't have a lot of savings, you could borrow some of the money from your 401k to help provide that down payment. However, there's always going to be some pros and cons to that, right? So if you're taking money out of your 401k, you're losing all of those funds that are in that pool of being that compound interest, right? So you're going to lose out on some of that amount. And there might be fees too, kind of depends on what you're borrowing the money for. And then I did mention traditional versus Roth. So I wanted to explain the difference of those two. So a traditional 401k is you're going to contribute the money and there's not going to be any taxes withheld at the time that you're contributing. When you actually get to that retirement age and you pull the money out of that 401k, that is when they are going to tax that money when it is a traditional 401k. A Roth, on the other hand, you pay the taxes when you contribute the funds. So when you're depositing the money into that 401k, taxes are withheld at the rate that you make. So then when you are at that retirement age and you're withdrawing from your Roth 401k, there are no taxes. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. What advice would you give our listeners about a 401k? Is that something they should always opt into? Is that something that if you're at one job and you leave it and you go to another job, can that transfer over with you? Yeah, great question. So I would say the best thing to do is, you know, maybe sit down with someone from your human resource department that has the knowledge of the 401k. First, you want to make sure that whatever money you're contributing works for your monthly budget. So I've heard of people, I've seen examples of people not contributing the full amount that they could be when they're first starting out on their career because they wouldn't have enough money in their monthly budget and maybe that would cause them to use credit cards more than they should. So make sure that you have that comfortable amount, but as soon as you can get to that space where you're comfortable within your budget to contribute the max amount that you can, so then you're taking advantage of any employer match and maxing that out, the better. So one other thing with a 401k that specifically has to do with employers matching funds and contributing to your 401k is this idea of being vested with the company. So it's going to be different from employer to employer, but there's a certain time frame that you have to stay and work with the company to be able to have those funds completely yours in your 401k. So for example, say the vesting time period was three years. If you were to leave that company before you worked there for three years, you would still keep any money that you contributed, but you would lose the amount that the employer matched. If you were to stay with that company until that vesting time period and then switch and go work somewhere else, you would be able to maintain all of the money you contributed 
and the money that the employer contributed. And then you could transfer that and move that into your new 401k at the new company. Awesome. And one piece of advice I would like to share with our listeners is 401ks are always a great place to start when thinking about your future. Because Amanda, I know you and I, when we get up to retirement age, we're not going to have some of the benefits that maybe our grandparents had when they got to retire, which is a great segue for us to start talking about pensions. So pensions used to be something that were so big back in our grandparents' day, maybe even some of our parents. But I know for you and I, we're mainly going to be looking at or relying on our 401ks to retire. So can you tell us a little bit about a pension and what that type of retirement savings account looks like? Yeah, so a pension is also provided by an employer, just like a 401k is. And like you said, it was a lot more common years ago. They still exist. I actually, when I was teaching in public schools, I still got a pension because I was technically a state employee at a public school. So I was in the pension program. But basically what it is, is it's a group of employees and it's a big pooled account that they are putting money in from their paycheck to create this big retirement fund. So the one thing that's different with a pension is it's guaranteed monthly income and it's based off of your length of employment. So not everyone who's contributing to the pension is going to receive the same amount once they retire. It's based off of how long you're employed there. So I think that's one of the reasons why we're not seeing pensions as often because like myself, other individuals have left certain careers and moved on to another one. So when I left teaching, I couldn't take my pension with me to my next career. It was just done. Like the money was still in there. I still had it, but it wasn't going to increase and guarantee that income. Some of them do have an employer match. So there are some companies that will also contribute to the pension outside of the employers. Um, And like a 401k, the amount is deducted from your paycheck. You can borrow money from a pension as well, but then there is also going to be different penalties and fees and taxes that are going to be assessed if you're taking that money out before you're at that retirement age. Great. Thank you for all of the information on that. I'd like to now switch gears and touch on IRAs, really giving our listeners an understanding of what an IRA is. I know there's a lot of components to an IRA, but just kind of some of that general knowledge and maybe why an IRA might be beneficial for them. Absolutely. So an IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. You can open these with financial institutions or different types of investing companies. Like a 401k, there is a traditional and a Roth style with the exact same tax implications, but an IRA is something separate from your employer. So you could graduate high school at the age of 18, open an IRA and start putting money into this account to save for your retirement. There is a smaller contribution limit than a 401k and those fluctuate slightly year from year and those are set by the IRS. Basically an IRA is a boost of extra funds 
to your retirement outside of what your employer might also offer. So it's a really, really great idea to think about opening one of these when you're 18. I know when I go and talk to high schoolers, I'm like, I know you're, you're not even thinking about retirement. It sounds silly to start thinking about it. But again, you have that magic compound interest that you can start creating in an IRA account at a younger age versus waiting until you're older. That's great information. And I'm glad that you touched on the importance of talking to youth about this because I do feel like these different options are going to be the way of the future and what a lot of the next generations moving forward are going to need to consider when they're thinking about that retirement savings. Amanda, thank you for that information about the IRA. One question I have, not to put you on the spot, but do you have an example of if we were to invest in an IRA, compound interest, what would we be investing? What would our final investment be when we retire? Do you have any numbers that maybe you could share an example on that with? Yeah, absolutely. And there are different calculators that you can research online to start running these numbers, especially if you're someone that wants to see them and seeing the actual numbers will help you create that savings goal. So let's say you open a Roth IRA at the age of 25. So you're 25 years old, you're already contributing to probably a 401k. So you don't have as much income to contribute in a Roth IRA. So you start with $500 in this account and every year you only contribute $500. At the age of 65, with an estimated expected rate of return of 7%, your total worth could be just over $114,000. You would only contribute $20,000 of your money and the rest would be that compound interest. Now let's say you, instead of starting at 25, started at the age of 18 with the same exact number. So you're starting with $500, you're contributing only $500 a year. You start withdrawing, you know, at 65. You're then gonna increase your total contribution to $23,500. So you're only contributing 3,500 more starting at that younger age, but the total worth of this account could be 180 88,000 in your IRA. That's huge. And that's literally like $42 a month. Yes. $42 a month times 12 months, if, if I can do math correctly, would be roughly $500 a year. And that's what you'd be looking at investing. So looking at $42 a month, letting it work for you, compound interest at $500 a year. And you said at the age of 18, we're looking at over $180,000. That's huge. Yeah, and that $500 a year isn't that close at all to the contribution limit. So you could definitely contribute more in these types of accounts and then just see that interest grow even more. Wow, that's just the impact of that is amazing. So to kind of wrap up this interview today, we spent a lot of time talking about different retirement savings options. What are some action steps that you could give our listeners so they could best invest in themselves and their future? First, if you are under 18 and listening, 
make a plan to figure out how you can open, you know, a Roth IRA when you turn 18. Where are you going to do that? How much can you afford to put into that? If you're someone who is currently working and employed, do some research. See what are the retirement benefits that you have with your employer? How much are you contributing and looking and seeing, are you reaching those match numbers that your employer is providing? How can you increase that? And then again, if you don't have an IRA thinking, is this something else that I can afford in my monthly budget to start contributing to just to increase that amount that you'll have when you retire? And then you can take it a step further too. And if your employer offers an option to sit down with the company that does the retirement, I highly advise doing that because you can really get the full picture and the full scope of what your retirement might look like. And they can help you make a plan to increase that and make sure that the goals and the lifestyle that you want to have when you retire is attainable. For sure. And I think uh, one last piece of advice I'd like to give is maybe if you're unsure your employer doesn't offer 401k options, um, but you are very interested in sitting down and talking to somebody, stopping into your financial institution, because a lot of times financial institutions offer somebody who is there to meet with members and talk about different investment options. And they may be able to meet with you, help you explore different opportunities and then look at some of these accounts that we talked about today. So we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. Amanda, thank you for all of your expertise in talking about understanding retirement today. And we hope that all of you tune into our next episode. And now it's time for the CU Spotlight. If you enjoy listening to Wallet Watch, you might also enjoy taking advantage of our other financial education opportunities. The seminar series hosted by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union is another chance to learn more about financial literacy. The seminar series consists of in-person and virtual sessions that cover topics such as financial planning, preparing to buy a home, understanding financial aid, taxes, and more. For more information on upcoming events, visit msufcu.org forward slash events or view recorded webinars from the seminar series playlist on the MSU FCU YouTube channel. Wallet Watch is written, hosted, and produced by Amanda Khan and me, Jessica Rubio. Our executive producers are Ariana Saldana and Susie Elkins. Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. You can find more episodes of this podcast at our credit union's website, financial40.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.